Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Something unexpected happened in O'Fallon, Missouri this Monday. To say O'Fallon is not traditionally a hot spot for the protest movement is an understatement. Residents are largely white and affluent. The city is more likely to make the news for topping a list of the best places to raise a family than as a source of conflict or political action. But on Monday, a crowd estimated at 2,000 people gathered in O'Fallon to protest the death of George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police. The police chief in O'Fallon was among them. He was linking arms with the protesters as they marched. And that story becomes even more remarkable in light of this. The protest was organized by high school students, and one of them, Jalen Thompson, joins us today. So, Jalen, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. So, Jalen, you said you'd never even been to a political protest before you, the one you organized on Monday. That's that's so remarkable in and of itself. What made you decide, you know what, we need to do this. We need to organize a protest here. Well, four, there were four of us that organized it, and three, we were all talking about it. And one of my friends, Ryan Staples, he was like, I think the best thing we could honestly do is start like our own small little protest here. And we were expecting like 300 people max, so we started organizing it, and it was a really quick turnaround. We posted on it on all our social medias on Saturday night, and just this last Monday is when it was planned for. And my Facebook post got screenshotted, and it was on a like a scanner website post for, like they would listen to police scanners and stuff like that, and post about updates around the city and they posted about it and there were thousands of comments on that post and hundreds of shares about it and they most of the comments were negative most Mm. of them were worrying us because I was like oh no they really aren't very happy about this and this is a Facebook page I presume they're kind of interested in matters of law and order they're not coming at it from a social justice bent Um, they posted they took Mm -hmm. a screenshot of like your personal Facebook post yeah, it was my my parents weren't very happy because they were like, um, this post is it still has your name and your face on it. And they just kind of put it out there and everyone can see it. Yeah, that, that must have felt a little scary. Um, I assume your parents were freaked out. Were you freaked out? Um, I was it was kind of weird because I was at work that day. I work at a fast food restaurant and I was kind of just like trying to keep up with everything. But at the same time, not let it get in the way of what I was in the middle of doing. Mm-hmm. And I tend to underreact to certain things. One of these, this being one of them, I was <laughs> like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. And then I read the comments and my mom and my dad and even some of my friends were like, oh, wow, they're they're really angry. And I was like, I think some of these are just, it's, I think it's good to see that because I know now that this needs to be a thing more than ever because mm-hmm. there are people still that now that it's a topic as, as big as it is, there are still people that need to understand what's happening and why we're talking about it. Jalen, were these comments that were, um, they just were angry, they didn't want to see people out protesting, or, or in some cases were they even more personal? Yeah, there were there were a lot of them that were basically saying, this isn't our issue. This isn't something that needs to be in the city of O'Fallon. This isn't something that we should be talking about here. Mm. So there were other ones that were like a little more angry, a little more personal about like, waiting on the street that we were marching down with their guns ready to protect their businesses which oh yikes we made it as clear as we possibly could that the protest was going to be peaceful if there was anything we could do about it we were going to take every step that we could to make sure it stayed peaceful like we were working with the police and they were 
planning it for us in a way that would keep everyone safe. Mm-hmm. So you were determined to make this peaceful, and, and you'd taken steps toward this, but then you see that level of backlash. Were you tempted to just call this whole thing off? Um, as I've As I've learned even more since, once some of these things kind of start, there's really no way for you to call something of this level off. Mm-hmm. It had kind of taken on been, a life of its own. Yeah, I was like, we either show up or we don't. And I think that would be even worse for us, especially as people that organized it, because there are people that wanted this to happen just as much as we did. Mm-hmm. And we weren't sure how many of those people there were going to be. But in the end, it was the correct decision to, you know, wait and see what happened because thousands of people showed up in support, which was amazing. Yeah. What was going through your mind as you saw, you know, people are thinking that there were 2,000 people that came to this thing. That's that's a remarkable <laughs> number, even in a much bigger mm-hmm. city. What was going through your mind as, as you were watching this thing get started that day on Monday? Well, we showed up an hour early so that we could introduce ourselves to people as we as it went on. And we were talking to people and introducing ourselves and getting to know different people. And I think the biggest thing is that 2,000 people is just like a number, but being in the middle of 2,000 people showing up at a parking lot in O'Fallon, Missouri, so that we can march down the street, it's, you can't see the end of the crowd. Mm -hmm. We were walking down the street that we were walking down, and as we got to, we stopped in front of the police station to have our little talks, we all talked about things, and as you turned around and looked down the street, from where we had turned, you you still saw more and more people coming and walking down towards us. I'm getting the chills just as you describe that. I mean, that just must have been the most amazing feeling. It, I We've said it, my friends and I have not stopped talking about it. It is definitely the best I've ever felt. Like, honestly, it was, it was just a wonderful feeling to see, one, that it was going so well, that there were so many people in support. Two, to see so many people I didn't know, that didn't know me. Mm-hmm that were there solely for the same reason I was, to make this known. Do you think some of those people and some of this turnout uh, could be attributed to the fact that people saw some of the nastiness that that was on the scanner website, that people wanted to show oh, that absolutely. that wasn't O'Fallon? Mm-hmm. That's what I was, I was like. I think more than anything, that post and the negative comments were really what helped make most, most of those people show up. They saw that and they were like, oh, well, that's not that's not at all how I feel about this. So maybe I should come out and support. Maybe I should go see what's going on. And I'm so thankful for, surprisingly enough, it, it kind of backfired those negative comments. And I'm thankful that they happened because it's given me way, way more of an outlet and a platform than I ever could have expected. Yeah, I mean, you've you've gone viral in the moment since then. Uh, <laughs> you've now got, I was looking at this this morning, I think you had more than 17,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, how many did you have before all this? Um, the night of, the night after the protest, I was looking at my Twitter followers and I was at like 450, I want to say. I posted about being on like the MSNBC show with Lawrence O'Donnell, and that that tweet was getting like more likes than I've ever seen on one of my tweets. And I was like, oh, wow, this is so cool. But sure enough, 
like right after my interview on the show, my dad looked over and he was like, you have uh, 2,000 followers now. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're getting this taste of, uh, you know, most people only achieve this level of going viral when they've done something terrible and all of America rises up to condemn them. And, you know, this is, <laughs> this is great Thankfully, to see it's that it's, it's happening for a good reason here. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the remarkable facts of this protest is also that the police chief was right there with you guys and actually linked arms. Um, was it hard to get yeah. him on board for this protest? No, and it. what happened was basically it was kind of like blowing up and they were getting calls. What we, we later found out that they were getting calls from like maybe 11 o'clock that night into, like, and on from people wondering what was going on, wondering who was doing it, what was happening, what the plan was, if they were in support of it or if they were going to stop it mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And so we went and met with him. My dad went down there before any of us did, actually, because, you know, my face was kind of all over the place now because of that Facebook post. He was mm-hmm. worried about me. My parents were kind of freaking out. So they went down and they they had a conversation where he was like, if you guys think it's in our best interest to stop this, I'll tell him that they should probably not do it. Mm-hmm. But if you guys are in support, then we'll do everything we can to make sure it stays peaceful on our end if you guys are going to be there to protect us. So... He was, the chief of police here, Clothier, was absolutely and 100% with us, at least in that we are we are supposed to be working together on this. And that's what I've been pushing is that regardless of how you feel about the police right now, the problem isn't necessarily the police officers themselves. They are working, it's a job that they have. And whether or not some of the systems in place are negatively infected, affecting other people in the country, it's not their fault. They don't make a lot of the decisions on what goes and what doesn't happen after something like the George Floyd incident happens Mm -hmm. on who gets charged. They aren't deciding that. And I think we have to remember that they are just people and that if we talk to them and have conversations with them and get them on board with changing things so that they can feel safer, that we can feel safer, they'll absolutely do it. They were 100% with us and have been since then too. This is a, a remarkable perspective to hear. I mean, you yourself are a young black man, and you're living in this suburb that is, I, I pulled the stats before the show, and of course now I'm blanking on them, but it's more than 90% white. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I, I guess I'm just, I'm almost um, speechless <laughs> hearing your perspective on this. It, it, mm-hmm. I don't hear any hostility whatsoever towards the police, even in light of what the police have done in so many other cities. Why is that? Well... I just, I too, just like many, many African Americans and other people around our country have experienced the the discrimination, the being pulled over, being stopped, being talked to when clearly you didn't do anything wrong. And I understand that. I have always, and I don't think it'll go away for a long time, have kind of sat up in my car when a police officer drives past me. Mm-hmm. Or when I drive past the, I drive past the police station every day I go to work it's right down the road from where I work. And when I drive past it, I, I think, and I make sure I'm doing what I need to do. I think I make sure I'm, I'm being polite if someone were to pull me over. I make sure all of that stuff is, is clear. I make sure my hands are visible. I understand that, and I feel that. Mm-hmm. But what I need to happen for my future and for the rest of the gen- my generation's future is that if we just keep fighting and fighting and fighting, it won't get any better. If mm-hmm. the riots continue, which regardless of how you feel about them, they've 
kind of escalated this at least a little bit in some ways. And I think now that now that the country and the world even is listening, we have to use more peaceful means to start talks, start conversations, start legislation Mm -hmm. changes. We can talk to people. And that's what my focus is now on, making people vote to plan to go out and change things through our government system now. Mm -hmm. I understand that you were born in Chicago. Your family moved to O'Fallon when you were three and growing up in the area and and sort of being on alert in the ways that you just described, the way you have to be on alert as as a a young man. um, Did you expect this amount of positivity coming out for the Black Lives Matter cause? Absolutely and 100% honestly, no. I Mm -hmm. did not expect it to be as... It was so easy to get so many people out there, and that's baffling to me. I didn't even... I myself was... We were doing this because this is now a bigger issue than it ever has been in this country. Like, more people are speaking on it now than there ever have been. More white people are talking about this and openly supporting this than I've ever seen. But at the same time, even in a city like this where the police haven't caused nearly any problems they Mm -hmm. are they are a wonderful department here they do everything they can to protect us the fact that they would come out and not necessarily speak against them but open themselves up to criticisms from other people about supporting their police department that's it's just a wonderful feeling to know that people are supporting us in that way. Mm-hmm. Well, Jalen, it's it's remarkable talking to you, realizing that you're only 17 years old. I have to <laughs> say, like, um, yeah. wow. Uh, Thank and you. you. You just graduated from Fort Zumwalt West High School. Uh, yeah. What's next on your agenda? And, and does this change it at all, the fact that sort of overnight you've got this platform? <laughs> um, this definitely does change things a a tiny bit but surprisingly enough I I'm going into music education I'm planning on going to Colorado State in Fort Collins Colorado and I still plan on going into music ed I still plan on having music be my main career Mm -hmm. but in my opinion that doesn't mean in any way that I can't still speak on these subjects that I still can't do what I can to help the community because I think people that are music educators especially experience kids that need help that need some outlet and I think that's what that's given to me I'm as confident and as as happy to do what I do now what I've been doing the last few days because of what music has given to me I love music and I love talking to people about all kinds of things and I'm as confident as I am for those reasons hmm. so the role that music played in your life that's something that you want to make sure that that you're there to help younger people with as, as they're um, coming up through school yeah, absolutely. And I'm thinking now maybe I'll I might take a minor in something else so that I can continue to use this outlet, but we'll see what that turns out to be. I'm not sure yet. Well, Jalen, you've got a lot figured out at a very young age, and I certainly don't think you should feel any more pressure to know precisely what your plan is, um, even though that plan that you're outlining, it it sounds like a great one. So it has been so refreshing to talk to you today and just so great to hear such good news coming out of O'Fallon, Missouri. That is not something I expected to be talking about today on the show. And um, I really appreciate you coming here to to talk to us about it. So Jalen Thompson, thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you for having me. I'm very grateful to be able to do it. Thank you. And we did mention Jalen's Twitter. If people are interested in following him now that he's the biggest thing on St. Louis Twitter. I'm not even kidding with this. This is a ton <laughs> of followers here. Uh, his Twitter account is at Jalen underscore is underscore me. At Jalen underscore is underscore me. Um, and you can keep tabs on what he's up to. We're all going to follow you. I have a feeling, Jalen, this is not the last we're going to hear from you. So Thank you very much. Hopefully not. <laughs> This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.